happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Fat Femme Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Dr. John Paul, LLC. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Black Fat Fib Podcast, where all the intersections of identity are celebrated. I'm John, also known as Dr. John Paul, and we are literally one week away from 2023. Lord, where in the world has the time gone? How you feeling, Joho? Hey, fam. It's Jordan, otherwise known as Joho Romney Streets, and mother, do not remind me of our proximity to the new year. I am shook at that we are here. Ooh, part of me feels like this year has robbed me. Another, another yeah. part of me feels like it owes me nothing. Another part of me is yeah. like, bitch, good fucking riddance, girl. I'm so tired of you. Get out of here. So I don't know how I am. I'm just dealing with it all as it comes, I guess. How about you? She doesn't even go here. That, that <laughs> you, why are you here? Why are you here? Like, ho, why is you here? <laughs> no, real talk. 2022 can kick rocks. Um, it has been good to me, but it has also brought me a lot of a lot of moments and stuff. And so we're gonna be talking a little bit about that. We're gonna be processing some stuff. But with that being said, before we get into to our show, we are going to introduce one of my good Judy. So let me just say this real quick before we jump into it. I know I always love to give people a good introduction, but what I will say is that this person has, when you talk about cheerleader, when you talk about, you know, the people who are in your corner, both in the good and the bad, you know, outside of Joho, y'all know Joho is my BFF and we talk and yada, yada, yada and all that. But I will say Dr. James Simmons shows the fuck up all the time and i just wanted to say on the mic i am so thankful for them not only being my friend but being a colleague in this industry because Mm. it is hard it is very very hard to be a black fat femme but i feel like a lot of the stuff that i've been able to do has been with them and so i Mm. say all that to say that i wanted to give love on the air to them and and make sure that y'all know that it's not performative (laughs) like there is real love between me and dr james simmons Mm. with that being said i wanted to intro them because y'all i don't know if 
y'all know who Dr. James Simmons is, but if you don't know, now you know. You about to know. Dr. Simmons is a board-certified acute care nurse practitioner. But on top of them being that and and, and all of the amazing things that they do, um, they are very passionate about on-air medical kind of basically being on the air and dis- dispelling all of the myths that we all kind of carry around healthcare. Um, Dr. James continues to emerge as one of the most sought after voices at the intersections of LGBTQ plus and black communities. Um, they have an online kind of brand and community acts, the NP, which that's how I found them. And I was like, they seem real cool. I want to be their friend. So I followed them <laughs> and then we followed each other back and then we became friends. What was like three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, But really, their whole theme is if you're scared to ask your MD, you can ask the MP. And I will say, um, I have this in my show notes. Dr. James, I think the reason I I love Dr. James so much, I was going through a really tough situation with my mother last year. And they literally dropped what they were doing to help walk me through. Like, it was a good maybe three or four days where I was calling them back to back. And they really helped me and my mom work through this really, really complicated health scare that we had. Um, And so... You know, I'm, my mom is thankful to James. I'm thankful to James. But with that being said, some other really cool things about James. They've been seen on KTLA, NBC, Fox, CBS, ABC, Yahoo, K-Rock, Channel, Q-Chow, Series XM. Ooh. And more recently, Ooh. they was in. So, pause. You want to insert some drum rolls here, uh, Chris. <laughs> they have been synced in the Beyonce video. They were seen in the Beyonce video. Yes, doll. Dr. James recently featured in Beyonce's Break My Soul Hive certified video. All that to be said, Dr. James is really out here caping and talking very openly um, about HIV, AIDS, anything and everything that impacts us as queer black people. And they are doing a damn good job at it. Welcome to the show. The very long intro for the amazing (laughs) Dr. James Simmons, how you doing, girl? I, I mean, I'm great after that intro. I'm good. In fact, I think that's a wrap. The podcast is Longest done. Intro of the Just show. <laughs> you got a good two minute intro. You can use that for your Seriously. reel. Yeah. Thank you. I was Just real about to say, thank you very yes. much. Right. Mm. I don't need I don't need any other clips for my reel or anything else. When I'm trying to sell something, I'm gonna just walk into a room. I'll be like, I need you to listen to my homie Dr. John. Put this, put this tape in. Boom. Put this tape in. Just yes, like, God, Nessa. And I'm a, I'm well, a we are happy into- to have you. Thank what, you what for you having say, baby? me. I appreciate it. I was going to walk in with some heels and, and a dress on or something and just <laughs> drop the audio and then turn around and walk out and be like, hire me. Yes. Yes, <laughs> dog. I love that. But we're going to go ahead and, you know, at the top of our show, we always love to give Tisha Campbell her flowers. And so mm. this week, um, as we are getting to the end, I posed this question for Joho and Joho was like, yeah, this would be a really good question for us to ask Dr. You know, Dr. James and, and kind of start a conversation on, you know, since we are in the last week of of the year, I wanted to ask this question to see where folks' minds are. And I wanted to ask, what are you manifesting for 2023? And I love to say this because I think that there's this whole conversation that manifestation means you just tell the universe what you want. And then the universe is like, here, bitch, go ahead and have it. No, manifestation, I always love to say manifest, but also do the work. And I think all three of us in so many different facets of our lives and of our career emotionally. If you listen to all 25 episodes, you will hear that we have all been really doing the work. And so I wanted to ask what you all are manifesting specifically from the work that you all have been doing. Mm. And what I say by that for me is, you know, I said for me, as I was kind of thinking about this question, I've been trying to say more out loud to the universe, not only for like 
listeners and like followers and stuff to hear me, but also for the universe too. I said a few weeks ago that I want doors to open for all of us Mm. um, in a bigger way in the new year. But specifically, I don't want to have to use WD-40 for those doors to open. I want doors to open and glide open very easily for all of us. Um, And what I mean by that is, you know, I I, kind of want, you know how when you walk up to a Starbucks door and it just glides open and then the fan (laughs) come on and you can just go through the whoosh. That's what I call it. I'm walking through the whoosh. The, the whoosh. <laughs> Y'all never gonna walk in the Starbucks the same after here it be referred the to whoosh. it as the whoosh. But when you right. when they open those two doors and then you hear the whoosh, right? You walk through. That's how I want things to open up for us. So that's what I'm manifesting is that next year it doesn't feel laborious to make things happen for myself or for everybody else. Mm. Um, but with that being mm. in mind, James, uh, we'll start with you and then we'll throw it to Joho. What are you manifesting for 2023? I really love that. I love the whoosh, by the way. Um, you know, I, I think I, I really do love the fact that you you brought up this, like, you know, if we just throw manifesting out there, like just some shit will just happen on its own. Uh, yep. And you're, what what do they say? What, I don't remember what the saying is, but like uh, uh, luck is is timing and hard work or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's some something mm-hmm. there or slash <laughs> eight to 10 years makes an overnight success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of that being said. I am really working very hard, very specifically on some digital and television media types of productions that have been in the Mm -hmm. works for several years. And I've been working on them very hard. They have come from this whole Ask the NP journey that I've been on for eight to 10 years. And Mm -hmm. I really feel like 2023, a lot of things could happen for that. And sometimes I'm a little bit shy and reticent to talk about that. Like, I don't ever want to be that person that's like, yeah, I'm trying to make this TV show happen. But at the same time, I'm trying to make these things happen to just to continue because it feels like the logical next step in the journey mm. of, of educating people and especially educating us, right? Like this entire conversation we're about to have, that needs to be seen in the biggest mediums possible. Yeah, and it really does. I feel like I am uniquely privileged and positioned to try to make mm. that happen. And so I need to continue to push to do that. So I'm definitely manifesting that. I'm also manifesting uh, the, the other thing just for all of us, but especially us, you know intentionally marginalized folks is Mm. like we are all the the just the level of franticness that we Mm. have all been in essentially since the beginning of the pandemic i feel like it hasn't calmed down just it's we're just steady anxious steady frantic steady like we're we all we feel like we're on edge we feel like someone's a gonna walk into a club and shoot us which is honestly a a Mm -hmm. very real thing Mm -hmm. but like i don't feel like i feel like i'm just anxious to even go to the grocery store and i am not normally an anxious person yeah and so i'm trying to manifest for all of us just like a big deep motherfucking breath Mm -hmm. (laughs) just like let's all breathe a little bit more in 2023 Mm -hmm. or and have the ability to right like have them the crazies back off enough so that we can just breathe a little in 2023. Yeah. Ooh. Manifestation breathesses. You need breaths. Breathesses. <laughs> all my breaths. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. Uh, yes, all the breaths. I feel that so much in my spirit. <laughs> like I feel the breaths. I feel like I also feel like what I would be at first for, for all of us is like time because I feel like these past mm. few years time has just been fleeting so intensely. And just yes. that we, like, 
all all of our BFFs, all of our queer folks, all of our fam around who who whoever's listened to this that we can manifest just time for ourselves and that we put in work to give yeah. ourselves time because this past year I feel like I have had no time for myself in some ways and I want I want to shift that. Um, I mm. also would say because I love some manifestation shit. Oh, I'm like, what am I gonna write in my journal tonight or my for my, my my little new moon circle thing? I think uh, <laughs> I want. So, so, so I will say I putting in the work. I joined a co-ed gay sports league, which is like <laughs> pause, deep breath. What gay gas? Me sports, sports, sports? Mm-hmm. I sports. love it. Which is I like love it. Something I would not typically do, but like yeah. I'm trying to be like I'm trying to be like like a little queer uh, sporty spice moment. And the season starts yes. in January. I'm joining joining with, with my friends, so I'm manifesting a more like thriving queer community with really deeply meaningful friendships and maybe. A few hookups because I'm trying to make 2023 Maho era, okay? Um, uh, so right, I'm well. trying to put in because I, I, I've, I've had I've had no era, so I'm trying to give me the whole era. Um, <laughs> the whole era. era, no era, but no, no era, no era. All right, Jordan. All right, Jordan. Listen, Joho. Honestly, I will tell you, a lot of people really don't understand this. Some of the deepest and most meaningful relationships I have with other queer people in my life came from sports. I I grew up sporty spice. I played every sport under the sun. I played competitively around my college age years. And I then went on to play very high levels of competitive sports afterwards in and out of gay leagues and whatever. And not kidding, 80% of my very Mm. close, like intimate, very long-standing queer relationships are with people I met in sports leagues. It is the number one thing I tell people when they're like, I'm having a hard time finding friends. I'm having a hard time finding dates. I'm yes. having a hard time hooking up. I'm like, girl, go go join your local league. X. Do some kickball. It could Call be tennis, volleyball, mm-hmm. yeah. kickball, yeah. drinking league, dodgeball, okay. whatever you want it to be. Just go join a gay league. I promise you. I promise you it will happen. I love that for y'all. Thank I you. Really no, thank you so much because that's exactly, <laughs> I love that for y'all. John, no, John, I will find y'all. you a Peloton league. I'll find you a Peloton league. No. You'll do it too. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> yes, yes, do it. I mm-hmm. mean, won't be me. <laughs> Dr. James, thank you so much for that because I, I too, like yeah. I know that I won't be fi- I won't be finding people at, at the bars. Like I won't like I'm I want just I want just some volunteer work as well. But I know it won't be as as intentional for me to do to do something. So I think the sports will be a great will be a great thing. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Besides mm-hmm. that, I would say maybe a BFF live show that will manifest as well too. Dr. Oh, John. oh, oh, a BFF it, live it, it, show. Oh, okay, is it, you it's know it's in the canon. It's in the canon. We'll talk more about it soon. It's in the canon first. Is that a school? Like, that's a school. Was like exclusive. That is a school. It's in the canon. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Well, speaking of manifestations, y'all, it's time to manifest us our first break. <laughs> when we get back, we're gonna talk with the doctor. <laughs> talk with the good doctor about navigating your health in 2023. We'll be back in a moment. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. 
with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle. And I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody. So we are back. And for this segment, for the category segment, we are talking with the one, the only Dr. James Simmons, uh, but they just James to me. And <laughs> mm-hmm. what we talking about in this conversation is I know that, you know, so we've, we've spent 24, 25 episodes really just talking about the black fat femme experience. But there is a part of me that was like, we got to talk a little bit about something medical before the year is out because there's kind of this uptick that's starting to, that I'm starting to see. And there are a lot of folks that are dealing with specifically a lot of folks that are black and queer that are dealing with like long COVID. And then we have RSV and all these other things. So we're going to get to that in a moment, but I did want to pause it and wanted to say that I wanted to make sure that, you know, before we get into the thick of it, I wanted to ask you 
really like what made you want to be what feels like mm. the voice of marginalized slash black fat femme folks when it came to the medical thing like so talk to me a little bit about like in your mind when you said okay i'm gonna be an np you know i'm gonna go off i'm gonna be a nurse but then i'm also gonna get my doctorate in nursing but i'm gonna use this in a way that i can elevate you know other folks voice like what made you want to do that specifically you know i think the kind of cutting to the chase mm-hmm. a because nobody else was doing it you right. know right. is is the the hard and fast answer now if we back that up a little bit you know my original degree is in broadcast journalism and mm. i i had if you even go further back into my childhood i had always wanted to be a nurse my mom was a nurse before she went into the ministry my mom was a, a badass nurse and i always really loved that i was drawn to nursing i was drawn to helping people in that way and there was just really something about it. But when you were growing up in Nebraska in the 80s and 90s as the fat, femi, biracial kid. Yeah. The last thing you're going to do is give them more ammo. Talking about you want to be a nurse, right? Because right. at that time, it was very stigmatizing to be a male nurse, right? A cis male identified nurse. So I was like, well, I'm not going to tell anybody I want to be a nurse because they already giving me such a hard time. So mm-hmm. it turns out I'm also good at this journalism thing, this whatever. So that was what my original degree was in. I had a great career in radio for a little while and then as well in like corporate marketing and, and communications. But that entire time I was in the back of my head, I was like, I want to be a nurse. I want to help people in like a medical standpoint. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I up and quit my fast check corporate job at PepsiCo um, and left <laughs> and went back and became a nurse mm-hmm. and then a nurse practitioner. That was always the goal. And then when I popped out with my little NP in 2013, I think, and I was like, oh, all right, cool. I'm an NP. This is great. I'm helping everybody. I'm loving it. This is the dream. And I'm looking at these videos on YouTube and I was like, God, these are just trash. Not Mm -hmm. only are they horrible videos not being done very well, but it's all white folks. Mm. Yeah. And it's mostly white women talking to white women. That's great. Mm. Somebody needs to do that. Who's talking Mm -hmm. to us? Who's talking to our community? Particularly, you know, I have a lot of passion and I've done activism for a very long time in the HIV space. And I was like, well, that's great. But ain't nobody really on YouTube at the time talking about HIV, particularly among at that time, the group of individuals where HIV rates were still increasing. And that was 18 to 35 year old cisgender black men who have sex with men. And so. I was like, well, ain't nobody talking to us about HIV. Ain't nobody talking to us about anything health wise. Well, I have a phone. And I could talk on camera too. So I just started putting out videos (laughs) in my own sort of Jamesy way. And a couple of them hit on YouTube. A couple of them for the time went viral. Now they would just be considered like, oh, that video did good. (laughs) It was a well-watched video. It was a well-watched video. Well-watched. Right. (laughs) Correct. Like, oh, that was cute. Good job, James. But, you know, at the time, YouTube, almost 10 years ago, whatever, the numbers at that time was like, wow, that shit was viral. So I was like, I think I'm on to something. I think even if people aren't, don't have the same shared experience that I do, they're relating to me in a different way. And I'm also willing to be like, hey, black folks, Here's how to not die in the ER mm. or like, hey, you want to be into fisting? OK, like it's let's talk about this in a non-judgmental <laughs> way so that I can help keep you how safe. You do it. Right. <laughs> right? Or you why do is it? my poop? Why is my poop green? Or right. why do you know a lot of black cis men who have sex with men don't identify as gay and how what are the health you know ramifications of that good mm. and bad and otherwise? Right. Like, let's just talk about it. And so I think that that energy of just like, well, I'm going to be me 
so that you can be you in this space, regardless of who you are, but with a little extra something, something for us, because mm-hmm. wasn't nobody else doing it for or with by us, FUBU, right? For us, by us. So mm. that was really the motivation, I guess. And here we are. Um, Dr. James, thank you so much for answering in that way, because I think it's so special and beautiful to see the way in which you share medical knowledge in a way that is so destigmatized that is so not feel ashamed that is so open because these topics really are taboo in socially still i would say and so it's special to see a doctor you who who represents us like who like who like reflects us by by the by, by their identity talk about issues that also affect us as well or talk about medical things that affect us so it, so i thank you so much for your work and i'm gonna dive right into it with you real quick as well because i know there are bffs yeah. Have, <laughs> have all navigated weight stigma and medical bias because of who we are. So I'd love to ask you what tips you might have for us to navigate this and have affirming weight neutral conversations with our PCPs and specialists. Oh, I mean, that 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 whole thing is really, really tough. Like just and, and I guess I don't need to be I don't even need to necessarily be saying that because y'all understand that. I understand mm-hmm. that as both a patient and mm-hmm. a provider. Um, I think most folks listening probably understand that. So. Um, but it, it is difficult. I think that there has to be a measure, unfortunately, because the system is so broken that it, the onus falls yeah. back on us. Mm. And I am mm. the first person to say, I think that's wrong. Um, I, I'm, there are lots of people like me and others who are fighting to change that. But until things get changed, unfortunately, we have to be sort of doubly and triply prepared yeah. as black, fat, queer folks going into the healthcare space, we have to come correct. And so I almost tell people, prepare for this, not in a like a public speaking sort of way that makes you nervous, but prepare mm-hmm. for this as if you were going into like, deliver your favorite presentation. Like, you mm-hmm. know this information backwards and forwards, baby, you love it, you're gonna kill this presentation, but you also know you need to be prepared mm-hmm. because you know your body better than anybody else. And, mm-hmm. and that's the number one thing regardless of your size, shape, color, creed, who you are sleeping with, whatever, at the end of the day, you know your body better than we ever will. I don't care how many years we went to school. So know that going in. Go in also, I tell people this, either use your phone or preferably a paper and pen or notebook, something. Write down questions that you have beforehand. Because the second you get in there, your mind goes blank. And I know you think that it won't, but it does for everybody. Even for me, and I do this daily. Write Mm -hmm. down exactly what you are there for. The questions that you have, medication Mm -hmm. questions you have, all this stuff. Write it all down so that you don't forget it. Please take notes during the, the, while you're in with your Mm -hmm. provider. A couple of other things that you can do on a high level. Um, This is no shade to the MDs that are listening, the medical doctors. I love medical doctors. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do my job without them. We all work together. We collaborate. This is no shade on them, but... Medical training does not have the same focus on the whole person than nursing training does. And so those of us who are nurse practitioners and and doctorally prepared or not, we are taught a whole person approach and we generally have much less fat stigma Interesting. Generally, a little bit more education about LGBTQ health specific issues, mm. a little bit, not a lot, but mm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're generally not going to say where well, you come in and you're like, my knee hurts. 
the first thing someone is like, well, you should lose some weight, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> that may or may not have something to do with it, mm-hmm. but it certainly shouldn't be the first thing out of someone's mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Let's go through a bunch of different differential diagnoses and figure out what the hell is wrong with your knee. I don't care what your size is, right? Nurse practitioners in general, tend, we tend to lean a little bit better that way anyway. We tend mm-hmm. not to be... Uh, just, just, and how we're trained. So, um, try to find a, a nurse practitioner if you can. That if if it's something accessible to you or whatever, go in prepared. Very much so. Know that it's going to be a difficult conversation. Like that, I'm sure you've had them. But if you come in prepared and empowered, it actually changes the energy in the room. And mm-hmm. so then the yeah. person that you are with, that provider all of a sudden understands, okay, we can have a sort of different level of conversation. This person is here. They came prepared. Um, the other thing, little tips and tricks, I try to remind people, like, you can refuse to be weighed. Mm-hmm. And so that is that is 100% you're right. You also very much can say, I appreciate that you may have some feelings about my size and how this relates to my complaints. What are the other thoughts you have about Mm. my complaints and my symptoms that have nothing to do with my size? Mm. Yeah. Write it down. Ask them. Challenge them. Because one of the things it will do, and this is kind of my last point with this part, one of the things it will do is it'll tell you a lot about the provider you are meeting with, right? Whether you're in an ER, because unfortunately a lot of folks have to go there, and sometimes that's different in the ER. But like if you're a primary care provider, you can say to them, okay, I understand you may have some thoughts about how my knee hurting, just to go back to that analogy, might have something to do with my size. But I also would like to hear your other thoughts that don't have anything to do with my size and why my knee hurts. Mm. How they respond will tell you a lot about them. Yeah. And if you don't like how they respond, number one, bottom line, baseline, you can always find a different provider. Yeah. <laughs> right? Fire us. Always. If you are not having a good experience, that's why there's so many of us out there. Go find somebody else. Mm. Put that church finger up. Yeah, that one. And just walk <laughs> right on out with the church finger. Put that church finger up and say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I'm going to check, please. I'm, gonna, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Check. Thank you so much. I, re- mm-hmm. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And get up and leave. I think everyone sort of forgets, and this is for everybody, wh- whoever you are, you are in control of that, what happens in that room. You just don't feel like you are. White coat syndrome is a very real thing. So if somebody comes in, they have their white coat on, they probably have 12 and a half minutes to meet with you. And you got five questions to ask them. You waited six weeks for this appointment, right? So you're yep. nervous. You come in. They're rushing. They're behind. They were probably late for your appointment. They're only giving you 12 minutes. They're trying to rush you yeah. through it. Uh-uh, baby, no. Stop. Yes. This is your time. If they need to leave, then they need to leave. Then that's on them. Mm-hmm. But that's that you that's has nothing to do with why you yeah. are there. Mm-hmm. You like and you can tell them from the front. I have five questions that I need to ask you. I would like to talk about these things. I also am very well aware of how you might feel about how some of these things might have to do with my size. But I would like to have a mm. conversation that does not include anything, any references to my weight. Mm-hmm. You I you just that. doing that. And that's hard. Write it down if you need to so you mm-hmm. can read it out loud. Mm-hmm. But you just setting that tone. <laughs> not you coming in and me having this paper Baby, up in front of my face. I've been showing this the whole time. Uh, <laughs> read excuse it. me, doctor. Just so you know, yeah. I has. <laughs> I need you mm-hmm. to look at me without the weight stigmas. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes, baby. Yeah. 
I, 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 I honestly, I fucks with that so hard because I think it's through you. It's through so many other friends that I have who are either, you know, nurse practitioners. I have friends, my friend Leo, you know, Dr. Moore, um, folks like them, they are, have been very, very essential in helping me understand how do I advocate for myself when it comes down to healthcare. And I think, you know, one of the, the when, when we called you or when we, when, when I emailed you, when I emailed you and I said, hey, James, we'd love to have you on the show to talk more about kind of what you're doing I think the biggest thing was because now that we have we started to build kind of this uh, following and it's not a big following, but again, we're thankful to everybody who listens, but we are getting folks who are reaching out that are saying, you know, one of the things that you touched on in one of your episodes was this and it has something to do with health or you mentioned this about COVID and you didn't really go too deep about it and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So we were like, let's ask James to come on since we know that James, that's their expertise, right? And one of the more common questions that we get as Black Fat Femmes who kind of who kind of host the show is how do we take care of our health in a healthcare system that really doesn't give a fuck about us? I was going to say it a very much more nicer way, but honestly, bluntly, they they just don't care. Don't hold back, um, right? Specific- yeah, specifically now that we're navigating like a million strains of COVID, you have RSV, <sighs> monkeypox, cold, bird flu, the Black Plague, and like uh, I know I joke about, uh, <laughs> I'm joking plague. about the Black Plague, uh, like, but it feels like, I was like, oh no, it's Jamie, no, I can't. Yeah, but we joke about it, right? But it, it feels like every day there's something new, and 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 the first thing I think you know we're thinking about for us is how is this going to impact us? So how do we go about finding the care that is needed in a system that often feels like black fat films are so disposable. Mm. I mean, again, I, I hate to sort of uh, skirt the issue a little bit or, but, but I feel like the very obvious thing is that, you know, the entire system is built against us, right? Right. Uh, healthcare right. system period, but just society as a whole. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah operating from that like operating mm-hmm. from understanding this is the this is the world that we are living in there are some resources i'm not sure if you've heard of the haze movement at all healthy at every size, every size. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. h-a-e-s oh child just did size. something with them this week but thank you uh-huh yeah so um um, some of the folks in that movement have been a little controversial about some of the things they've said in the mm-hmm. last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, T. Uh, just, you know, not not even quiet as kept, just on the real. But kind of one of the only true, like, directories that exists for uh, fat-inclusive, non-weight-stigmatizing, weight-neutral care, whatever the buzzword is you want to use today – for that type of care. So a lot of times, if you're just like, I want to find a directory of folks and go talk to somebody who is at least going to have had a little bit of education Mm -hmm. and experience around taking care of us folks that are larger size who, and that not being the focus of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the other things I always ask friends and family, of course, I think people do that anyway, like friends and family, like, oh, I, I need a good uh, healthcare provider. Like, who do you like yours? Right. We always do that anyway. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. specifically ask your black fat fem, fem friends mm-hmm. who they go to because they 
somebody in the chain of the family, you know, our chain ain't that long. Somebody has found, right. fucked around and found somebody that they like. Right. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you need to go see Dr. So-and-so at, you know, UCLA or wherever, you know, wherever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I will also tell you that that in very interestingly, I know this sounds super weird, but if you honestly Google centers that have obesity research. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. Harvard has a pretty good one. Stanford has a pretty good one. Um, so if you're in a bigger city or that have some of these research institutions, you yeah. will find it's interesting because unfortunately what you find is a lot of thin people who are doing a lot of work in the mm-hmm. obesity space, but they at least acknowledge this, come at it very much so saying we are trying to build a weight neutral approach to healthcare here. Mm-hmm. And that is probably going to be categorically better than what you are receiving anyway. Yeah. The the rub on that is the research is explicitly clear that we receive we being anyone receives care bet, better care from someone who has our own shared experiences. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. their studies originally started with like black folks receive better care from black folks and then it was gay folks receive better care from gay folks and then lo and behold black gay folks receive better care from black gay folks. Okay. <laughs> well, only 5% of <laughs> physicians are black. Right. Mm. Slightly more are queer, but that's intersection. The percentages are quite low. Right. Mm. So it's kind of hard to find one of us out there, which is why I go back to ask your friends and family um, because they've probably messed around and and actually found someone that Hayes directory can be really good. And then also these these center, you know, sometimes you're just Googling like, all right, center and not as tough because sometimes these means will be like, oh, the Center for Obesity Research. And what it really is, is the pipeline for you to come in and get like a gastric sleeve or something. Right. They want, mm-hmm. they're trying to trick you into mm-hmm. coming in and we're going to fix your fat or whatever. Right. Versus some of these academic and they're usually academic institutions who have these sort of like I think Emory has one, too, if y'all in Atlanta, mm-hmm. like, oh, we're studying obesity. We're actually taking a weight neutral approach to all of this because we believe that actually diabetes like obesity is not necessarily a cause of diabetes, right? We're operating mm-hmm. from that model versus most other folks you walk in and they'd be like, well, you pre-diabetic is because you fat. You need to hurry up and lose some weight before you get diabetic. Mm. The end, anything I can help you with? Okay, bye. You know, here's your bill. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And I, I, I know that you began by saying like, you don't, you don't necessarily like that. It's like, that's on us to do this research. But I think honestly, you were, you're you're helping reminding us of the power that we have in this system. Like mm-hmm. the one power that we do have is advocating for ourselves and finding out what we do want. And I think that the the lens of asking people who have good re- re- relationships with the doctors is a great idea. Even I'll even say for myself, my 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 last doctor when I was living back in North in the North part of San Diego, um, she was one of the first doctors that had that focus that had that had a Hayes approach. And when I left, moved to San Diego proper, I. I asked her. I was like, "Do you have a suggestion from the doctor that mm. that 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 has similar approach to your work?" And the doctor that she told me to go is like now my favorite doctor. Like, I think he's so great, and mm. I appreciate awesome. so much. And so, and you know, and, and it took me having to to like, and I have a I've had a lot of conversations with her. I think the point you made about the time that they have, and to, and like for you to say like, "Yes, I know your time is limited, but I am taking up the time that I have booked with you. That is the time that right, I have right. with you." Like I'm not saying you owe me your time, but you owe me your time. I'm re- re- I'm reclaiming my time. Yeah, reclaiming, reclaiming my, time. my time. Like you, no, that's real. Yeah, that's like you, real. Like you owe it to me the way the way I owe you the time I have here as well. And I think that is so that's so powerful. And and I and I've never thought of the you know it's like 
and 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 therapy, you know, they say if you don't like your therapist, you can change 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 your therapist. I don't think about changing my doctor, but like that's so true. Mm. We can do that. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you so much for naming that. And I and I, I one thing I'm I'm curious about. This is like not it's not it's more like a like a like like a hypothetical um, hypothetical question. Not really a question for 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 you, but like the point you're making about how many how few doctors there are that represent represent us. I wonder how many fat physicians there are because mm. I also wonder mm-hmm. who. Who is going to trust a fat physician for for the health because mm. of, the, of how of how we stigmatize weight? And so you know, yeah. I, I think I, I imagine like like the my, my last doctor was a plus size doctor, and I and I and I, we never had a conversation at all. But I just wondered so much of I wonder how much I wonder how much more she may have to work because because she's a plus size doctor. Um, and so I just think mm. about that a lot. But I was going to ask you, I know a lot more queer folks than ever before that are working in the 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 medical field. Though I'm not sure if that's something that's so obvious or not to the point that you're making earlier of like how, how how many folks historically have been in the medical field. So I'd love to ask you, Dr. James, do you feel like the field is affirming of your identities? And how do your identities affect how you do your work? Mm. Mm. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not affirming Beyonce, generally. No. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm trying, that's another thing I'm manifesting for 2023, by the way, back to the beginning of the podcast. I I can be a very uh, verbose person. I can talk a lot, but, and I think that's okay, but I got to answer questions up front early. This is something I'm working on. So I'm doing it here, right here on the BFF podcast for the BFF. You are here first, folks. Um, Yes. (laughs) Right, right. So do I feel like, like uh, my identities are affirmed in the healthcare space? No. I don't. Mm. Um, and that's what I'm hearing Beyonce. And every time no. someone says no, I hear no. No. Move. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Move out so, the way. Um, and it, it does impact your work. You know, I, I actually was just having a conversation with some, a, a really good friend the other day who uh, at work who is a super open-minded, really lovely, like, cishet. Uh, he's East Indian guy. Mm. And... Lovely person. And I was saying to him, you know, I at every single job that I have, I have to come out. Mm-hmm. We, we we all do. Mm-hmm. And I am I am a a cis male, uh, I'm I'm you know, sort of traditionally male presenting. Like I also generally come into these spaces in some sort of position of power. Like I have a lot of confidence, like I, whatever. I've also been out for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of used to it. But still at my age, after all these years, you know, I was telling him, I was like, I, every single job I have to worry about being queer. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just a cis guy talking about being my husband or whatever. Like I don't have, I have a bunch of other, you know, and, 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 I'm only sort of, well, I don't know. I'm high yellow, as some people would, would call it, right? But, you know, white white folks assume I'm Italian or mm. Puerto Rican because I speak enough Spanish. Uh, <laughs> everybody else with melanin in their skin oh, knows You're that I'm man. black. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so, but it was, to, to the point being, he had such a revelation about the fact that he's like, I never thought about the fact that, like, all of my gay friends have to come out at every single job that they do. And... <sighs> I was like, so add that into like a high stress environment healthcare Mm -hmm. place, right? Where we're literally like, we're literally running around saving lives all day long, or at least trying to. And the slurs are everywhere. 
And there's tons of racism in healthcare, not only towards our patients, but towards each other, Mm -hmm. right? Mm. And then you add queerness on top of that. Yeah, it's a tough place. And a lot of, unless you're at one of these really big, like academic institutions, there are not a lot of hospitals that have like um, DEI groups or like Mm. affinity groups, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I have not, I, the hospital that I worked at that was a large academic center had one of those. Oh, come to the gay affinity group or whatever, and we support you, whatever. But every other community hospital I've worked at doesn't have one of those. Yeah, They're, yeah. They, they, the hospital might put up a little sign for Pride Month, sort of thing. Just the old flag, the old flag, not the new flag, right. the old flag. <laughs> right, right. They, they not, not the even new flag, the old one. <laughs> they, they, they might, they might change the, you know, change the logo to rainbow colors like everybody does. But it, it's, it's, it's a very different environment that I think a lot of people really understand. And I, I've just come to know that I kind of like I was, Jordan, I'm glad you said that about like feeling like we do have power in the space of the relationship with our primary care provider. I've just had to come in and be like, well, this is my power in my space. Mm, but right. I, I've only been able to do that with a, a, a hell of a lot of privilege and a lot of experience. Yeah. Like I know mm-hmm. I come into these environments as a more seasoned professional, if you will, mm-hmm. being like, well, I don't give a fuck what y'all think. Or, and I'm gonna talk about my husband and I'm gonna talk about these things that I do, whatever, because I also know that I'm very, very good at my job. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of in that healthcare world where like, now that I know that I'm good at my job, <laughs> I don't really care what anybody say because I can always fall back on that. Even if mm-hmm. somebody feels some kind of way about my queerness or my blackness or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really tough to the, to the, to the baby queers out there. It's mm-hmm. the, 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 mm-hmm. the world is changing for sure. It's a lot better than when it's a lot better than when I started, you know, a hundred <laughs> years ago, day. I had to walk to school <laughs> back in my day, you know, in the yes. snow uphill we both had ways to go through my space. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't even they didn't even have a non-binary drop down on MySpace when I was yeah. started. In, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I know I'm, I'm being facetious, but, you know, so uh, know. it's it's tough there, you're right to wrap it all up. Bring it full circle. Oprah, there are a lot of queer folks in healthcare. For some reason, I think we're drawn to it. That's a whole other podcast. But yeah. <sighs> unfortunately, healthcare okay. can be a really, really, really difficult space yeah. for a lot of us, particularly with multiple intersecting identities. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And I've been sitting on this statement slash this thought. And I, I just did I did want to say this for anybody who's listening and who's processing. Because again, I know that some of you specifically asked for this episode. And again, that's why I brought James in. But I was gonna say that we want to make sure that we're letting you all know that the reason why we're having this conversation is to remind you that you're not alone in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, it can feel very isolating to walk into a doctor's office and say, you know, like for instance, you know, and I'll share a bit of my story, right? So me having to fight to find a black therapist who understood or had an experience in queernessness, right? Mm. I had to fight with Kaiser to get them to get, let me go somewhere else to find that that therapist, right? But again, I, I wish that there was a podcast like this that could have, I could have went to listen to folks 
you know, took some notes and said, okay, when I go into, you know, Kaiser, when I go in here, this is what I'm going to specifically look for. So we're doing this to make sure that we remind you that you're not alone in this. And that way you shouldn't feel like you're having to navigate this system. And again, if um, folks, you know, I know I probably should be saying this as we wrap up the segment, because we're not, tech, you know, I have one last question to ask you. I will say that if folks are having questions, thoughts, or concerns about anything medically, feel free to write in ask us if we feel like it's a pretty decent question you know we'll get it over to dr mm -hmm. simmons to make sure that you get the help that you need in navigating whatever you're dealing with we can't guarantee you no no health care but what we can do <laughs> is try to point you in the right direction to make sure you get the support that you need and so with that being said i think that the last question that i did want to ask you dr simmons is you know as i'm thinking about this i will always say the one reason why i never went into health care is because i'm not good at math um and i knew mm -hmm. that i'd be out I'd, I'd be then messed around and messed up somebody's <laughs> numbers <laughs> child and they end up being the seat of Sinai because of my black ass so I said let me go ahead and not go down that road uh, go down that route but I did want to ask you you know uh, and, and I'm glad that I can do it here again for this to live for other folks to hear what's some advice that you would give to folks who are black fat and femme that want to go into the medical field i know you just mentioned in your last response that this industry is not easy for us but i know that there are folks who want to make it better and want to do good work in the industry um so what would you tell the younger um because you're still beautiful. I was going to say the more the, the, the beautiful James, but you're still beautiful now. But I was going to say, the, okay. the, you know, the, 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 the more starry eyed James, I'll say that the more starry eyed James, the James who thinks that the world is open and, you know, they can do anything for folks who are thinking in that mm -hmm. same manner. What advice would you give to them? Uh, come, come in, please. We need you. Mm -hmm. um, we want you. You know, I, I know I, I just got done saying that it is hard. Um, a lot of things in life that are very worth doing um, are hard, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's I know that's sort of my Midwestern Protestantism jumping out, but like, like sometimes shit is hard if it's if it's worthwhile. Uh, um, but come, we need you. We want you. There is a space for you. Folks are fighting for a space for you. Um, but do when you come, do know that it will be hard. But that I think the thing I wish I would have been able to tell myself or or have known more is that it's, I feel like this is a theme a little bit. I I can really a trust trust my own gut. Let me let me back that up a yeah. little bit. There are a lot of times where I was like, nope, I need to not mess with this person. I need to not be around this person. I, I'm not getting good energy from this person. No, this is not a good mm. study buddy. No, this is not. I know they're trying to be my best friend in class or whatever, in, in nursing school or whatever, but I don't know. Something's wrong with this person. Trust that because <laughs> it will lead you to the That's people the who will be able. Child. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. The ancestors are trying to tell you something and it will lead you to the people who will support you and it will lead you to your people. Mm -hmm. And that we are here. We are there. It's just a little bit harder to find. It's kind of like in every, in all environments. Um, the other thing is that I think if I, had I been as confident and this is hard, right? But had I been as confident then as I am now, I think yeah. so many situations could have been avoided or at least would have never manifested themselves in the first place. I, right. people mm. know when Dr. James is around, whether that is on TV in a podcast, on the radio, in the hospital, at a clinic, whatever, that we are going to be as inclusive as possible. It is okay for you to make mistakes. 
it is okay for you to ask questions as long mm. as all these things are done in the right spirit, mm. but that this is a place for everybody. And so no one's coming in. No one comes into my world and makes jokes about the, you know, the fat black woman upstairs who we have to order a special bed and we can't even fit her in the CAT scan machine because she's too fat and blah, blah, blah. We might have to transfer her to a different hospital. I know those jokes are happening. I've heard them. But people know in my space, those jokes do not happen because I right, would politely call right. them out on it mm. and say, that's that's not I know that you might feel some kind of way about this person or whatever, but you need to check your own biases and be at the end of the day. We are here to do a job, and that is to take care of this woman the best way possible. Mm. And you saying these that's things right. has nothing to do with us taking care of her the best way possible. And you mm. are influencing everyone else. You are influencing dietary, physical therapy, the hospital administrators, the radiology department. By us being the leaders in the hospital and you saying some dumb shit like that, you are influencing everybody else. And B, you don't know if this lady family around. So you saying some dumb shit in the cafeteria which you shouldn't be saying out loud anyway and if this woman's family is there that influences everything right so Mm -hmm. if i was more if i always approach like i am dr james this is just who the fuck i be (laughs) like take it or leave it and people really respect that so even if people are like well i don't understand you know you know how they say about us why are you always making everything racial racial (laughs) or Everything doesn't have to be about being queer. Everything doesn't have to be about Yes, this. it does. Right. Thank you. <laughs> so, Thank you. <laughs> but, but me owning my space, and I know we talk about that a lot in our communities, but me feeling mm. like I can take up space mm. in a healthcare environment, I think even non-verbally allows my patients to feel like they can take up space and that they can breathe. And it allows Amen. my colleagues to be like, hey... Maybe I don't actually need to say that joke or even more. So I've had some colleagues be like, wow, I I actually took, you know, we have to do lots of continuing education all the time. So they're like, oh, I actually took a course in like how to take care of of your LGBTQ patient. You know, they can't say it right. (laughs) How to take care of your LGBTQ patient. That acronym. Uh Your your, your XYZ QRS. And they're like, it was really Mm. fascinating. I didn't realize there were so many different healthcare Mm. that, you know. But it's great. So I, I, I say do it. It's a lot of hard work. I feel like healthcare is much more of a calling, right? I know the money can be really good, but don't, don't, do not mess around and come into this field just for the money because it will burn you out and it will destroy your life right. very quickly. This is a calling, but yeah. we definitely, there is room for you and we want you to come on in. We, and I say that about anything, baby, if your heart's not in it and you're mm-hmm. doing it for the glitz and glams, mm-hmm. good luck, because um, I will not be seeing you on the other side. <laughs> it is all of this. Correct. And I say this on both ends because you're doing it from the medical perspective and you're doing it from the entertainment perspective. And both of them mm-hmm. are Ooh. disgustingly complicated for child, no reason. Um, I could only imagine what you feel on a day to day. And so that's why we, we want to make sure that you're not one, not only that we're mentioning and sharing all of this good advice that you're giving out to the world but also to recognizing and giving you your flowers while you're here um and so with that being said thank you james for taking a moment to kind of encourage and activate um folks to really take care of their health and think about them you know think about stuff and as we move along we're going to be talking a little bit more about that in our next segment we're going to be talking a little bit more about healing per se um our own mental selves but when we come back um we are (laughs) i said uh child you just reminded me that i need to make an appointment with my physician so what i'm gonna go ahead and do is i'm gonna do that real quick and then when we come back we're gonna get in and talk more about this healing conversation uh more with dr james simmons in a sec 
Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle. And I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, y'all, we are back with How You Healing? 
And since this is the last <laughs> episode of 2022, don't worry, y'all. We'll be back at the top of 2023. You ain't rid of us yet. Don't you worry about it. We want to take yes. a moment to reflect together and ask, how did you grow as a person this year? How did you reach your, as uh, my girl Kelly and in Insecure said, that's growth. I'll start off yes, and then yes, we'll kick yes, it to Dr. James. Thank you. <laughs> then we'll kick it to John. I will say um, this year is the first year that I've truly lived by myself. Um, and it's mm. been really hard. Like I live as in I got my own place, no roommate. I am living in a space that I pay for fully for myself. And it's been both painful and joyful. I have learned about myself more in this year than I ever have. I've learned about like true loneliness, um, particularly when it comes to all the decisions I've had to make this year, like buying a home and changing jobs and what will I do with this friendship and like all these decisions that I've had to make when it was midnight and my mind's racing. I've had to process it by myself. There's no one next to me that I can talk with or no one that I could call. I mean, I could call somebody, but I'm not going to do that to them. Um, and so I've had to do that by myself and I've learned, and I've learned what it means to be lonely in that way. I've learned what it means to have joy and experiencing joy in the mundane around me, the magic around me. I've learned how vital community is to my success and to feel like I'm thriving. I, I've learned what it feels like to feel fully independent to be to like, I, one thing that was really hard for me was um, not having to ask for money from like, like from my parent, um, which is something that I haven't done. I haven't done for years, but to be in a place where I'm like, I actually don't need this whatsoever. Um, I got, right. I got this, I got me, I got mine. Um, and and also like, yes, yes, girl, ask for help if you need help. Luckily I haven't had any help, but like, but like knowing that I can, um, having to unlearn traumas, like, ooh, the ideas I've, the stories I've told myself and the way I've showed up in different friendships or different relationships with people um, when I would, when I would live with them or be around them, like things I've, ha- I've, ha- I've had to unlearn about how I, how I act and how I see the world. And then also how to like relearn love for myself. Like I, mm. I really entered this year thinking, oh, I have so much love for myself. And this year was when I learned like, oh, actually that was a start. And now, like, <laughs> like, and now you're building, which is like. I'm not laughing at you, but you're like, she was like, oh, bitch, you thought. Yeah, yeah, truly. You thought. The universe oh, was bitch. like, oh, you thought you, yeah. you thought you love yourself? No, 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 baby. Watch. This is yeah, truly that's why I was like, chuckling. I was like, oh, no, mm-hmm. you, like, like, you've not gone to ground zero. And I'm like, oh, we're starting here? <laughs> This year? Uh, Nothing put you on the Scientology. What is it? You was on that Scientology. What is it mm-hmm. called? When you was on the... Have you ever... You, are you not familiar? No, no. You don't know oh, anything yeah. about... Oh, yeah. They go up and do the tears and stuff. Yeah. They got you on that ladder. Well, I don't know what they call it, but I'm like, not you being on the Scientology ladder, child. <laughs> <laughs> Just out here dying out. So I... So yeah, so I'm I'm learning this year about what it really means to 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 love myself and relearn love myself. You know, and like you know, we've had a few mm-hmm. episodes talking about that, like the, like lo- loving yourself is an action, and loving and like loving yourself is teaching. Like I've done a lot of work teaching myself how to how, how to respect myself, but now the love I need I need to gain is teaching others how to respect me, and so that's been like. Tea. Oh, like truly, um, truly hard because it makes me realize that I have respect, respect myself in a lot of ways. I have let others not respect me either. I'm ending this year yeah. reading the book All About Love by the late Bell Hooks. And so I am, as you know, as I'm experiencing, and this was given to me, this is referred to me by amazing friend and colleague, Sarah. If she ever listens to this, I know she does because I played for her in the car one day. She was like, oh, look at you, little podcast. Um, and this <laughs> little, <laughs> this, I was like, little podcast, girl, we are on our radio. Um, and... Uh, this book has teach me. This book has teach me a lot about loving as an action, and redefining yeah. that 
I have to choose love in every possible way. That love is not a feeling that I just get. It's something that I choose. And so I think the last part of growth in myself that I want, that I hope to get this year is that I finally recognize what it means to choose love um, versus mm. having, expe having expecting it or thinking it'll come to me, but to, to actually come to it. So that's yeah. me, Dr. James. Can I poke in and say that also real quick before we throw it to James? What you, what I hear you saying is, is that you're setting boundaries, and I think that's the reason why I might have been so complicated. Is mm. you're, you're, and again, I, I hate talking about it from this perspective. It's like, you know, Sonny, what you got to know is, but you know, again, <laughs> I have a little bit of, I, I have some. You, have some age you, on you, you, you know you I have a, a couple more rings time, mommy, a little bit, a little mommy, bit of age on you and i think that <laughs> the more adult you become honey you're gonna learn that you know when you walk into whatever space whether it be family friends jobs whatever you have to walk into these spaces telling people how they're going to treat you you have to yeah. do that and we don't get told that we have the ability to do that it's something we have to learn and so i think you're learning that and it is a it's hard AF because being black and queer and black, fat and femme, we're not given agency. We're not given agency to tell people how to treat us. We just kind of take what we get. Um, and so I think what I'm seeing slash what I'm hearing is you telling people, nah, you're not going to just treat me, you know, any kind of way. You're going to do what I tell you to do and treat, you, treat me the way that I tell you to treat me. And I think that's what you're learning. And I love to see it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah thank you. I feel like, mm -hmm. I feel like boundaries have, I've always like pride myself on not having boundaries and it made me feel like because I don't have boundaries that I'm like expansive and limitless and like what's actually meant is that I've just like, nah, bitch. I just like put myself mm -mm. up to be like hurt and harmed and so it's like, oh, it is so hard to put them up and to, and also to, 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 to uphold them. Because then I have to like then I have, that means like not only am I telling somebody else after me, I'm like telling myself how to treat myself in this moment too and so yeah, yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's 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 important. It's important to have. And I, I've, you know, again, I, <laughs> this podcast is gonna be two hours long. Sorry, James. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I was saying, I'm like, sorry, girl. He's like, what? He's like, when did I come in on this Oprah moment? But no. Um, but what I was gonna say, no, real talk though. I think you know, you, you when you get to a certain place in life, and I think I get this a lot. I walk into rooms, and I immediately own rooms, and people will go, you know, oh, you know, so. I can't say what I did this week. I'll tell you offline what I did this week because I can't talk about an NDA. But all that to say that that was one of the feedbacks that I got from the producer that I worked with. She was like, you walked in and you just owned everything. And I, I just looked at her and was like, I am the Dr. John Paul. And that's that's bottom line. Like, y'all are going to treat me the way I tell you to treat me. And I think mm -hmm. that that's so important because, again, black fat fans don't get that. We don't get that autonomy, and I'm glad that you're finding it now. I'm glad that it, it may have taken you this year, but it's just the beginning. Yeah. And so I, I do want to say from one Black fat femme to another, you're not in this. Again, you're also not in this alone. Um, we got you, sis, and I'm, I'm really glad to see that you are learning. You're learning your worth. You're learning your value. You're learning how to tell people to see you and value you. And it makes me so proud to see my baby. That's because that's literally it. You're my baby, even though you are my co-host. Joho is my baby. Um, and it's it's really it's it's literally like a little sister. It's a it's like a big sister seeing their little sister grow up. Um, and it's a really beautiful thing. That being said, James. <laughs> What about you, doll? I'm just loving to witness all of this, though, right now. Mm -hmm. Like, this is so fantastic. Um, Joho, yeah. thank you for sharing all of that. And 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 John, for putting it 
uh, the way that you did. I mean, you 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 summed it up perfectly. Um, boundaries, who baby? That's a whole nother damn podcast, <laughs> baby. Um, <laughs> episode fifty. We'll revisit <laughs> boundaries. Right. I'm gonna come back for that one. So listen, um, you know what? I, I will. Yeah. I lost my father in February, and mm-hmm. I, I am very lucky that we I, we had a really. We had a great relationship at the end before he died. I got to spend a lot of time with him. I got to spend a lot yeah. of time with him when he was healthy um, before he got sick and then while he was sick. Um, so I, I, it was a very, I know a lot of people don't get that with their parents. And a lot of us, you know, queer um, folks with melanin don't always have that with our parents either. But I was close with my dad and I'm, I'm really lucky that I had that. One of the things that did teach me, though, was I try. I think I tried to rush the grieving. Mm. And... I, I was just, I had my, lots of times this year where I just wasn't, I wasn't great. I wasn't good. Um, I was, I'm, I generally don't have like, oh, I'm feeling fat today days, but I had a bunch of those um, that, that popped up this year more than they had in the past. Um, you know, I, I, I think re- re- realizing a couple of months after my dad died that I was trying to force this grieving thing to move faster than it was going to. Mm. Um I think, you know, so work was tough sometimes. This the the media side of work was really tough. I was very, very busy, but I also felt like I was just sort of spinning my wheels, like I wasn't getting anywhere. And yeah. I the, so this year, just how 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 you healing? I think <laughs> part of my healing process this year was was learning that like you I don't I don't know how to put this succinctly, but that there there's sometimes shit just not is not gonna go right. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard. And sometimes you're gonna you're going to have had it all together and then just life happens. And then you don't feel like you have it all together and that's okay. Correct. Like, Correct. I, I think what I learned is that it is, it is not a judgment on me as a human being mm-hmm. to just not feel good in the outfit that I'm wearing. It is not mm-hmm. a judgment on me as a human being to have a really great meeting with someone in Hollywood and then nothing came of it yet. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not a judgment on me as a person to just be like, wow, I, I, I really tried to like own this grieving thing as if I was the first person ever to grieve their father, you know, and I'm a, I'm a wrap it up in two months right. and I wasn't good uh, for a while. I'm a lot better now, but I still have my moments. And I think I, I actually just found a couple of times of, of real peace with myself mm. of just being like, it's okay that you are just feeling how you are feeling right now. You don't have to act on that. You don't have to, it doesn't mean we need to no sudden movements. You can just feel how you feel. It's okay. It's okay for you to be a little frantic in the world right now, which is why I'm trying to manifest no franticness in 2023. But <laughs> okay. it's it's just okay. Yeah. It's just yeah. okay today if you if your workout wasn't great. Yeah. It's okay if that email that you sent wasn't the best email you've ever written. Mm-hmm. It's okay mm-hmm. if that uh, interview you did on a podcast wasn't the best podcast you've ever done. You know what I mean? Right, like right. I just yeah. came to really accept that about myself. And I, it's something like, you know, the imposter syndrome a lot of us high performers struggle with and like all of those things. I just like really owned it this year. I was just sort of like, I'm going to be OK with all of these things because it's part of who I am. And it's not to not to be cheesy, but it's part of the journey. And it actually has really helped with that anxiety and that fran- that franticness. And, and the, that's the dog making noise in the background. Hey, so, the so it's OK. Hey, boo-boo. It's fine. Hi, baby doggy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody knows we record from home, so I love to see it. Um, I, I, you know, y'all both have mentioned very 
I feel like so much of me. So I will say this, I think for me, as I'm listening to both of you, you know, I've gotten real good with boundaries. I will say that that's like, I, I pride myself on how I've set things with friends, family, coworkers, my part, everything, everybody knows where they can tip with me and where they can't. And so I love that. I also love this idea of, of allowing yourself to be human. And that's what I hear you saying, James, is that I think that we have to recognize that so much of what we're dealing with is we're having a very, someone said it and I forget who said it, but it says that we're having a, a human experience, right? Like all of this is just very human and we have to, mm -hmm. we, we can't get to, we, we can't overthink it. We can't control it it's just it's very much what we're experiencing and i know for me asking this question you know like what am i reflecting on this year i think for me you know i had when at the top of the year you know i was so hell-bent on like you know i'm gonna land a job working you know on a show and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and i'm gonna get this done and i mean i was i went into this year kind of full speed ahead and by like march i was like i don't want to do any of this anymore um and so i think for me this year i really kind of one i made a note of i found my lane like i love that black fat femme lane is is my lane right and i say my lane in the sense of y'all are part of it too but when i go to bed at night i i feel good knowing that a part of what i'm doing in my work is uplifting and bringing in and and creating a community around people who oftentimes are not centered in larger conversations right i feel like i found that and i understood that and i think i feel good about it because i know i have a podcast that people are responding to and are telling us that they love or they're writing into and saying that they, that they're learning from um you know my book proposal is again, connected to the Black Fat Femme thing. So I'm very happy that I've kind of created this universe for a lot of people to be able to kind of be in and connect in and live in and love in and see themselves in, right? Um, but I also think specifically for me, when I talk about kind of what did I like learn from this year, I had made a note, I said that it's always hard because I have to sometimes recognize the importance of saying no. And what I mean by that is no to rekindling old friendships. There have been people because they see that things are starting to look okay for me, that they're starting to creep back up and be like, hey girl, remember <laughs> when we were in college, we was good mm. friends and it's like, <laughs> that was 20 years ago, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> um, and so having to tell people that, no, I don't wanna take that lunch with you because I, I don't wanna open that door again. Um, telling myself no to certain opportunities right i've had mm -hmm. i've had opportunities come my way and i've had to tell myself john this company this brand it's not someone you want to align yourself with you know i'm sorry I, I i can't do that um and then even seeing people pass opportunities my way and and recognizing this could open a door for me in ways that i would really want the door to open but because i know who owns this company or who's affiliated with this company do i really want to sell my soul in that way yes. right so now nah, i'll just go ahead and wait for for the universe to give me what i truly need and so a lot of that i think a big piece is you know i, I think the biggest thing that i've learned this year is to just be at peace um, with the thought of growth. Uh, you know, this brand is growing. M I'm growing. Joe Ho's growing. Like, we're, we're, 
everybody's growing, right? You know, James, I'm sure you're you're still growing in a whole bunch of different ways. And I think for me is being very much, but I'll also say this, and this is not in the show notes. I will say that I've contended with, and this is me being very public and, and showing how human I am. I've also contended with a lot of jealousy this year. I've, I've really gotten my jealousy under control. Um, I, by nature, am not a jealous person, but there was a moment in my career where I was going, why not me? <laughs> a lot. Why Why didn't I get that opportunity? Why didn't someone tap me on the shoulder for that? And I've just kind of gotten to this place now where I'm going, you know what? They didn't ask me to come to that. They didn't ask me to be a part of that. That's they lost. Like, I've literally mm. just been kind of thinking, and it's not to be selfish, but it's just kind of in my mind, getting out of my head mm. about what makes me not good enough for this opportunity and playing it from the mind of, oh, well, you know, the, the right things have found me and will continue to find me. Um, and, and every space that I'm in or every space that I'm going into, that is where I'm supposed to be. And so I'm really feeling like, like that's my vibe going into 2023 mm. is very much kind of like I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I, I'm not going to ask why I'm not somewhere bigger, why I'm not doing more. I'm just very much supposed to be here and I'm okay with that. Mm. Um, and just letting it be, just letting shit grow, like literally not trying to make corn, you know, out of some seeds, like really just letting the seeds grow and do what they need to do. But I'll tell you right now, I ain't got no green thumb, child. So I ain't trying to create nobody's. <laughs> if y'all trying to get me I, out here to be trying to mind y'all, y'all's they, they fields actually, and stuff. I am actually not growing a damn thing. I'm not growing anything. <laughs> I'll buy it, but she I'm not no going to grow nothing. Whatsoever. No crops, honey. It's just spiritual. But I will stand back and watch shit grow. But I think that's really what I wanted to say is that I'm just, here, I here. think for me, I'm really proud that we are all growing in our respective ways, whether it be grieving through. And same thing, I've also lost a lot of people this year. Y'all all know I've talked about it. And so I think we've all kind of had to just... This year, really, I'll just say this and then we can move on. I will say this year pushed me in ways that I did not think I can be pushed. Um, I thought going into this year, I was like, I'm a bad bitch. I got this together. I know what I'm doing. And 2022 said, oh, really, girl? Uh-huh. We'll see about that. <laughs> yeah, right. Let me remind you who's in church. Let me remind you. She said, oh, really? Oh, okay. Good to know you think uh, you've got uh-huh. it under control. We're going to go ahead and see how you that's, deal with that's this. Funny. That's cute. That's cute. Every time I looked up, she was trying to throw me. I literally felt like Super Mario. I was like, really? Uh, really? Really? We're really right. doing this? You're going to knock all these she, coins out of my pocket. All right. She sent okay. that, that red turtle tortoise shell to you every time. Like the tracking one. Literally. No, every five the, seconds the blue one that follows you from the entire ass track and then boom the entire thing right and then you go all the way back to the all end of the line honey <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh. baby it literally felt like miss mm. p whoa 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 i literally <laughs> felt like i was spinning out every five seconds like what is this why but no we good we good Earlier, John said that they ain't, that they they ain't grow no crops, but I do grow an abundant, beautiful pothos back here. So we're gonna take a break while I water her. Okay, we'll be back in a minute. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating Pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle. And I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
All right, everybody, we are back with our last segment, the Yes Mams and our No Man Pams for this week. We're going to fly through them because <laughs> this podcast is going to be two hours if we if we stay in this segment for too long. So let me just get into it. So my Yes Mams for this week is Angela Bassett and everybody who was nominated for Golden Globe. Yes. Um, there were a plethora of, of Negroes, and I'm not going to say Black people. There were a plethora of Negroes who were nominated for Golden Globes. There are also a lot of us, and I say us, there were some queer folks in just in general, like I, I could read the list down, but there's everybody at Abbott Elementary, everybody that just everybody affiliated with Wakanda Forever. It's mm. just it's really, really amazing to see so many people getting their shine this year. So I'm really hoping um, I said this on online and I mean what I said, that if they don't win, we riot. Um, uh-huh. The other thing that I wanted to say, yes, ma'am, is to everybody who booed both Dave Chappelle <laughs> and Elon Musk at uh, that concert yes. that happened a couple of I think it was a couple about a week at this point it'll be a week ago mm-hmm. um that there was a or maybe week and a half ago that a show happened and they booed him and so um, i'm happy he got the booze that he deserved um my no man pams for this week is i wanted to say no man pam to the country because they have thrown us to the wolves with these <laughs> with this covid care child they said you ain't getting no more tests you ain't getting no money Good figure luck. it out and it's Bye. like uh but the rates is going back up and mm-hmm. everybody looking around like, but I can't find no testing location. But what are we yeah, doing Yeah, girl. <laughs> so it's like, we're all looking at each other like, what do we do now? But yeah, pretty much America said, figure it out. And mm-hmm. yeah, Good so luck. my no Good man Pam, you know, Ooh. basically Joe Biden, uh, old girl with her bus, they basically don't <laughs> care nothing about us. And I just wanted to say that's my no man Pam is pretty much this country how they just thrown us to the wolves and told us figure it out what about you dr james figure it out my yes man pam actually goes to the uh just aforementioned joe biden for (laughs) doing what was needed to be done Mm -hmm. i will say for miss Brittany griner Mm -hmm. um at the time of our recording she is home she actually they 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 filmed her she was back on a basketball court the other day yeah Mm -hmm. yes Uh, she's going through the very specific like re-entry protocols and all that stuff so my yes ma'am is to uh uncle joe uh Mm -hmm. you know sticking with that promise at least thank you uncle Mm -hmm. joe thank you for getting her home my no man pam is to everybody yes one promise he did talking shit about that (laughs) (laughs) uh my no ma'am <laughs> I love them apparently my facial expressions just be killing John um, my no ma'am is to everyone trying to equate Paul Whelan's situation and Brittany Griner's situation as the same situation and why so many people have made this this woman who happens to be a black lesbian accidentally brought one vape cartridge Mm. This other man might be a damn spy. He really might be. He has residency in four countries, four different passports. He has all kind of stuff going on, not to get into the politics, but these people are intentionally bringing down and, and not... She's a black lesbian who accidentally brought a vape into a country that she knew wasn't supposed to be there anyway because she'd been playing basketball in Russia for years. She ain't brought that shit to Russia before. She did the shit on accident. And these right. people talking about, well, she did the crime. She should deserve the time and blah, blah, blah. That's my no man, Pam. All y'all can kick rocks. Yeah. And we, uh, we've we been saying it for weeks that basically these people are, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I always hate, I'll say this and then we'll give, we'll throw it 
to you, Joho. I, I genuinely hate that anytime anything good happens to black or black queer people, there's always the but ifs. But what but about if, this? But what? what about yep. that? What if that? So yeah, uh-huh. fuck y'all. Yeah. True. Yep. Yep. Thank you. No man, Pam. Oof. Yeah. Oof. That is so real. Yeah. We, we, we all have words. We all have words. This episode, the last episode, we got words about, about that and the anti-blackness. Yeah. I will say my yes, ma'am. My yes, ma'am, Pam. Just in the spirit of reflecting, John, I'm going to give my yes, ma'am to you. Because as you alluded to earlier, not only have you survived this year, and it, and let it be known, it has tried to kill you many times this oh. year, but you have taught many of us how to thrive alongside you. You have cracked open Aww. a space that has not been there for us. And that door, and this is my commitment to you, that door will not get shut because you have a community holding it open now. So please, oh, John, allow you. me to give you your flowers, a dozen roses, thank and a you. bunch of lilies, and all that other shit that people like. But don't worry, you you ain't got you, you ain't got to take care of it because I know we'll die under your uh, no, yeah, thumb. I, um, but I, to I'll say it, but to say a yes, ma'am, to all that you are, and for creating a path for thank BFS you. everywhere, and a huge yes, ma'am, for bringing me along the journey with you. It means so Neil, so much. How you doing? How you we are here. We here. It's the journey. My no man Pam is gonna be real easy. The folks in line at the stores who be line jumping because it's the holidays, <laughs> y'all. It's not that deep. You, we are in it JC. Really we are in JC Penny, bitch. You can buy online for twenty dollars less. It's not a big deal. You out here really stressing, impressing, and depressing, and stressing me out for no for no damn reason. I hope. Listen, I hope you have money in your bank account. And I also hope that your card declines every time you jump a line. <laughs> like, I hope, like, I hope it's not because you're broke, but because you're an asshole. Like, just yeah, that cleanse the yeah. cards every single time. It's just, it don't make no sense, y'all. Like, we, we got time. It's okay. The, it will be there after the holidays. Like, it's just it's just a day. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's mm-hmm. MBD. Build a bridge, walk over it, stop pushing people out of line. I can't. No Funny man, story. It actually, yeah, very much. So I was just in Lush and that same thing just happened to me. So. It's a bath bomb. Thank you. It's a bath it, the bath will still be there, right? It's not going nowhere. They have more in the Your bath. Your bath will be it's there tomorrow. Really you, can take bath, you can take baths next year. You should take baths next <laughs> yes. year as well. Wash your damn feet, white people. I just can't stand it. Ooh. Well, <laughs> very much that. Okay. Very much. But no, <laughs> honestly, it, it really is. People, for some reason, I know right now we're recording a couple of weeks before Christmas. And by the time you all hear this, Christmas will be have, have been here. But it is. It, I don't know what's going on this year. I say all that to say this year seems very different. <laughs> with the way people are acting out there like i'm doing everything online i'm doing everything like pickup because i don't want to interact with nobody this year when Thank it you. comes to like shopping that it's- part. It's very interesting. All that to say, um, thank you for that, Joho. Thank you again, Dr. Simmons, for being here. Really, 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 really appreciate you all. Please send us your thoughts. I know that this episode probably is going to spark a whole bunch of questions and concerns for folks, so please send them over to us. You can send your feedback or your emails to blackfatfempod at gmail.com. You can also send us your thoughts via social media by interacting with our posts on Instagram and Twitter by using the handle blackfatfempod. Dr. James Simmons, can you tell people where they can find your beautiful behind? Everywhere at Ask the NP on TikTok. She's trying to grow that TikTok handy. Uh, that one's at <laughs> Ask the NP underscore and AskTheNP.com. Mm-hmm. You can always send me questions and emails and stuff. And I do write you back. 
Yes. With that same thing, if you write us, we will. If you write us, I keep saying, if you write us, your stuff will be in the show. And I'm. it's very awesome to hear folks like yourself, Dr. James Simmons, who respond to people. We will respond to you. Um, love Thank to you love so to hear and love me. to see that. No, I'm really excited and thankful that you said yes, because we're recording pretty late. We're going pretty late, y'all, because we've had to record two shows back to back. But all that to be said, thank you all. Um, Joho, where can the dolls find you? My loves, my little ho ho hoes. You can find me across. You can find me at Joho Daniels. Wow, you can't find me somewhere. Honestly, I can't find myself right now. You can find me at Joho Daniels across all socials. At the nearest clinic, try to pick me up a doctor to love on. Or mm. <laughs> in your trash cans, remind, remind you all your Christmas folks to not touch the trees in the trash cans, but to find a designated place to, to a designated place to release some. Or I wish you a lump of coal next year. Save the trees. Save some pines. <laughs> Call that a good damn day. What? That's where you'll find me. <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh, God. Lord not the lump Jesus. of coal. <laughs> yes, not the lump of coal, child. Um, well, for me, you can catch me stiffing the new candles I just got from Bath the Body Wax Handy mm. because I need that candle sale. <laughs> I know I got allergies, but you, I'm, I'm definitely going to be sniffing. Sniff, sniff. You can also find me at Dr. John Paul, or you can visit my website at www.drjohnpaul.com. We want to thank our amazing producers, Jonathan Strickland and Tari Harrison, and all of our team over at iHeartMedia for all of the work that they do. Thank you, everybody who supports us over at iHeart. You all are amazing. <laughs> we would also like to shout out our wonderful editor, Chris Rogers, because without him, there would be no show now episode. or through the holidays. <laughs> yes. Baby, they is editing. Ooh, Chris, uh, sorry, right. Been... <laughs> we, we making you work. <laughs> work. Sorry, we baby. love you, Chris. Thank you so much. We are so sorry. This has been another show. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, it's Happy New Year. Not Happy New Year's. Oh, no plurals you, Lord, on baby. it. Jesus no S. Happy oh. New Year. I love all the years, See you next way. week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit tomboyx.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.